Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Today is really special for me because today not only will I be sharing, but my son Logan will be sharing. Logan, many of you know, um, I don't think he's ever missed a service. He's been coming, I don't know, since you're what, 12? (laughs) He's 14 now. Comes to men's... uh, Comes to men's prayer every Tuesday at 5:30 a.m. and looks forward to that and and uh, just and he serves in our kids theater, setting things up, teaching the kids and I've just been watching him, so proud of him and I asked him, hey, would you like to share with me on Sunday? So he's going to come up at some point today and share. So teaching, teaching. Everyone got notes? Are you ready to learn? It's payback time. It's payback time. I don't know if you ever felt that um, that you were owed something. Maybe somebody owes you something. Maybe you just feel like, man, I've given so much. I've poured out so much. I feel like there's something owed to me. Or maybe that you would like retribution for not maybe what's just someone did to you, but what somebody did to someone else. You know, people, they're looking to gain. People are looking for justice. And people are, are, are looking to gain wealth and freedom. And, and this all comes with a cost. And we are taught that it means, according to the world standards, that we need to go up the corporate ladder. Reach new heights. And the world says that we should step over whoever we need to step over so that we can build our own dream and our own empire. We've joked around a little bit here, but it's not my kingdom come, my will be done. (laughs) It's thy kingdom. Jesus tells us that, but among us, say among me, it will be different. He says, for whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And Paul reminds us that our God will meet all of our needs according to the riches of his glory, not my glory, in Jesus Christ. So godly success means to serve, and our riches come from our Redeemer. Psalm 37, 4 tells us that we are to take delight in the Lord and that he will give us the desires of our heart. We know these scriptures. We know his words. So what heights would you be willing to go to get closer to Jesus, to see Jesus, to see his kingdom? And and what is God calling you maybe down from? Are you willing to come down from your tree to spend time with him? When God calls you, will you hesitate or will you respond immediately when called? And how will you welcome the call, God's call on your life? Will you welcome it gladly or grudgingly? Some people are reluctant to respond when it means coming down from their high place. They work so hard to get up to. And bringing, and not just to come down, but to bring God into their own home and into their mess. You see, when God picks you, will others, will others see a sinner or a saint? 
Maybe you're too focused on your own mess and you're missing your miracle. Could God possibly use both the sinner and the saint? Either way, it's going to require sacrifice if we truly want to see and experience what God has for us today. So, you can probably guess where we're reading. We're going to read in Luke 19, verses 1 to 10. So, we've read the story um, of a man that knew exactly what that meant about coming down from a high place, especially a place of wealth and a kingdom that he had built for himself to where Jesus was calling him to, you know, in his presence, the conviction set in to lay it all down. Um, So I'm going to start, Logan, why don't you start by sharing the verses that stood out to you and why they stood out to you. Awesome. Well, the verses that stood out to me were verses 5 and 6, I believe. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. Uh, I must stay at your house today. So we came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Um, but my first point would be, come down immediately. Uh, <laughs> oftentimes, if we want to be closer to Jesus, we have to come down from our own high place. Uh I personally have been, I've been there. I've been in a similar situation. I've been comfortable in a high place of having people like me and fitting in at school. But the bad thing about that was those weren't very godly people. And that mindset of having to win the world's approval not only burdened me, but stunted my spiritual growth. So when Jesus called me to come down from my tree, I hesitated. I was so stuck in my worldly success that I was—I realized I wasn't chasing after godly success. Um, even though I felt miserable up there, I was scared to lose what I had. If I could go back, I would have obeyed a lot sooner because Jesus knew that I was made for more. When Zacchaeus was told to come down from his tree, he obeyed immediately and received a gift greater than his wealth, Jesus. So my question for you is, when God calls you out of your tree, do you hurry or do you hesitate? Drop the mic. (laughs) Wow, I couldn't be prouder. That's a hard act to follow. His mother always said that our words need to be like pearls and not pennies. And son, those were pearls. You could you could just you could just park on that. All right. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, verse seven. All the people saw this and they began to mutter. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up. I love that, Lewis. He stood up and he said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, the Greek word for anything is translated in English, anything. <laughs> it's always, it's anything. Have you cheated anyone out of anything? I will pay back four times that amount. Wow. Point two, payback comes with a price. Payback comes with a price. Have you ever thought, what is the true cost for payback when it comes to my sins? 
What's the true cost for payback when it comes to my sins? The answer is death. That's the cost. Death, death to selfishness, death to pride, being impatient, death to anger, being mean, boastful, keeping records of others' wrongs, lacking trust, lacking hope, not persevering. The opposite of love. The opposite of God. For God is love. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6.23. So when we mutter, when we say something in a, a low or barely audible voice, especially in dissatisfaction or in a way of irritation... We are not benefiting our own belief or the beliefs of others. For life and death is in the power of the tongue. And those that eat it, or those that will eat its fruit. What will you eat? What will you mutter? What will you tolerate? What will you digest? You see, when we mutter, it's when we miss our miracle. All those that were muttering were missing the miracle story. Jesus isn't just, and he's not just looking for the saints, he's searching for the sinner. In Luke 5.32 of the Amplified Version, Jesus said, I do not come to call the self-proclaimed righteous who see no need to repent, but sinners to repent, to change their old way of thinking, for Romans 12 says that we are not to conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's why we're here today, is it not? To change their way of thinking, to turn from sin, and to seek God, and to seek his righteousness. Paul said in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is where the, the self Righteous can come to see repentance. In verse 8 of the, of the, of the scripture we just read in, in Luke 19, Zacchaeus stood up and he announces Jesus as the Lord two times. The scripture says, Lord, Lord. He gives half of what he has to the poor and promises to pay back four times anyone that he has cheated. I wonder, again, where we might have cheated others. Maybe not even intentionally, but we learned a while back that we don't realize sometimes the impact that we're having even though we have the right intent. We go in saying we're doing it for God. We're doing it for our family. But meanwhile, we don't realize those that we are missing and those that we are missing because we are muttering if they don't come in line with our plans. But as Rick taught us just the other week, that his ways are not our ways or nor his thoughts are thoughts they're higher, right? Isaiah 55. And we're going to hear more of that, aren't we? <laughs> There's more coming to that. I wonder where we might have cheated even our own calling and the calling of others. 
Where have we acted dishonestly or unfairly in order to gain an advantage? We may be looking to advance, but not at the sake of being dishonest, right? No man here wants to be dishonest. We want to be honest with others. We want to be honest with the Lord. And most importantly, we want to be honest with ourselves. You know, the devil, <laughs> if you haven't figured this out yet, he's a deceiver. And John eight forty four says he does not stand. We talked about how we just read right now how Zacchaeus stood. But the devil does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. Whatever he speaks is a lie. He speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. It's right there in God's word. And when we lie to ourselves and we lie to others, it's hard to let Christ in. The devil is also a thief. And God will restore and pay back everything that that devil has taken from you. As I mentioned before, payback comes with a price. Jesus gave his life, so we must give our lives to serving him and to loving and serving others. But God demonstrated his own love for us while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. And we go into verse the 9 and 10 here, which seem to stand out to you men, and stood out to me this morning. Jesus said to him, today, someone say today. Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Point three, a must to seek and save the lost. Today's salvation has come to this house. I love the scripture because we see salvation come to the house of a sinner. And everyone in the house said, amen. <laughs> Jesus said to Zacchaeus, come down, I must. It says in my Bible, I must stay at your house. Jesus turns our shoulds into must when he comes to our, when we come down, sorry, from our place of self-righteousness and spending time with him in our home, if we're willing to come down. If we are willing to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God at the right time, he will lift you up. He wants to come into our home, into our heart. For where our heart is is where we will also find our home. And I know, I get it, some of us would really like to clean house before having Jesus come into our mess. But the truth is, in Jeremiah 17, 9, says the heart is deceitful above all things. You can try to clean what others can't see, but it's, or what they can see, you can try, 
You could try on the surface to clean. You could go put everything else in the closet when your guests are coming home or shove it underneath your bed to give the appearance of a clean house. Come on. Or you can let him in to those spaces where you need him most to clean house, to be the light. For those who have the light, because Jesus says, I am the light, and whoever has the light will not walk in darkness. If you would just let him in and understand that when he calls, it's never convenient. You think you're going to be able to run home before he gets there. (laughs) Hang on, Lord. But you're not going to know when he shows up. You won't know the time or the hour when he's coming. Like a thief in the night, he's coming. And yes, we do need to have our house in order. We need to have our family in order, our kids in order. But the Lord will meet you right where you're at if you'd let him in. You see, I, I mentioned that the devil is a liar. And he wants you to, to live a life that isn't authentic. He wants, you to, he wants you to lie about those things that you're struggling with most because he wants you to keep it in the dark. But the light is here. The light has come. Again, you can try to clean what others can't see, but it's what they don't see that causes us to become lost. That's why we must, must, say must. We must let him in. It's a must. I bet the moment Zacchaeus was called out, Zacchaeus knew something great was coming. (laughs) Well, he already knew something great was coming. That's why he went to go climb the sycamore tree to see what he could see. He heard of this Jesus coming and he wanted to see him. And if it meant climbing up a tree so he could see him, he was going to do that. And you know what? I bet you Zacchaeus thought that Jesus was going to walk right on by him because of the sin in his life and the reputation he had for rebelling. But Jesus didn't, did he? He saw him and he sees you. And he called him down from that high place as he's calling you. I don't know what that place looks like for you. But in that moment, he was called down. He knew something was coming. Jesus goes after what most people will try to avoid. Are we willing to seek? Are we willing to save the sinner? Are we willing to let God seek and search our own hearts, man, to show us where we have sinned? King David said, search me. Search me, God, and know my heart. And he said this, this is hard, but he said this, he said, test me. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. If you want God, it's one thing for God just to search you. It's another thing for God to test you. Your anxious thoughts. So that you can exercise what Paul said to the church in Philippi in Philippians 4, 6 to 9, about being anxious about nothing but everything through prayer and thanksgiving to make your requests known to God and to meditate whatever is godly, loving, true, noble, and then experience the peace of God. That surpasses all understanding. Search me, test me. Say it with me. Search me, 
tests me. Verse 24 of Psalm 139, David says, see if there is any offense within me. Oh Lord, oh Lord, search me, test me. See if there's any offense in me. I've seen the spirit of offense take out so many mighty men and women of God. You should be able to recognize it, smell it, taste it. It tastes bitter, man. It stinks. That's what it smells like. And when you get it, don't own it. Repent of it. Cast it before God. Cast it before the cross. Do not tolerate a spirit of offense in your home and in your heart. And David said, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Isn't that beautiful? Search me. Test me. Test me if there's any anxiety in me. See if there's any offense in me. Can you relate to any of those? Okay. Then ask the Lord to lead you in the way of everlasting. Can we be like David, men? Can we be men after God's own heart? You know, Zacchaeus' stature should remind us, should be a reminder that we've all fallen short. <laughs> Come on. His, yeah, someone got that. His stature should be a reminder that we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And it's time that we come down and invite him in. Would you stand with me? Our takeaway is this. There's a price for payback, but it comes with peace. It comes with peace. Father God, thank you for your word today. Thank you as it breathes life in us today. Thank you as it guides us today. That it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path today. Lord, thank you that your word gives us boldness today to walk different, to talk different, to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Lord, help us. Seek, test us, show us. Lord, we want to be like Zacchaeus. We're ready to come down from whatever high place we put ourselves at. We're ready to let you into our home and into our heart. We're ready to surrender all the things of this world that we hold on to so much and to give to you and your people. Use now, Lord, whatever we have. May it be used, Lord, all that we are. May our lives be a living sacrifice unto you. Our true and proper worship to you. And men, if you're in the house or you're listening online and you have not come to that place of surrender, you have not come down. You have not invited Jesus into your home and into your heart. I want to give you that opportunity right now. For Paul said in Romans 10, verse 9, if we believe in our hearts, confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing in our hearts that God the Father raised his son from the grave, we will be saved. You see, Jesus was put up on a tree and he had to come down to the lowest parts 
to steal the keys from the gates of hell so that we could be set free. So that sin could, and condemnation and death would no longer have authority on us if we speak his name, make him Lord. That means he's over all. Over all our finances, over all our plans, over our family, over our relationships, over our hopes and dreams. He is Lord. And I want to give you that opportunity right now to invite him in. So would you just pray this prayer with me? Every man in the house, every man watching and listening online, bow your heads, close your eyes, and just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I confess. I confess that I've sinned, that I've fallen short. Would you please forgive me? I believe I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the grave. And I'm choosing now, I'm choosing now to make you Lord over my life. Come into my heart. I'm turning from my ways and I'm turning to you. I give you all that I am, all of my plans, all of my desires. It's yours. I choose now to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Just stay in the moment. Thank you, worship team. It's a beautiful moment right now. Beautiful moment. I just sense there's been some men where this this one hits a little more closer to home. <laughs> I sense your heart of hearts never was to be far from God, to tolerate a spirit of offense. That your your heart is to seek to save the lost, the hurting and the broken, and you're one of them. You're one of them. And the Lord, I believe, is shining some light today on some of those dark places, those things that you've hidden, those things that you don't want anybody else to see, but God sees. But today, salvation comes to your house. Salvation has come to your house. For you are all sons of Abraham. You are all descendants of that. You are all given the same promise that Abraham and his descendants will be and that God will make you a blessing. Where you go, God goes everywhere that your foot steps. He steps with you. And I just want to pray a prayer over you right now. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for bringing them here to this place. Thank you for his heart, Lord. He loves you so much. He wants to be used by you. And you see that thing, you see those dark places in his life, but also the things that he's held on to, that they're not bad. But he wants to let go and hold on to you. Give him the strength to do so, Lord. Test him. Search him. See if there's any offense in him. And Lord, may your peace fall upon him as he lays it at the foot of the cross today. In Jesus' name. 
If you prayed the, the prayer in which we just prayed and you invited Jesus into your heart, I'm going to ask that you just give me a thumbs up or if you're coming back to him from your place to his, you're coming down today, just give me a thumbs up. Thank you, Lord. And we're going to continue to worship God and one of the ways that we worship is through obedience. Offering our bodies as a living sacrifice, our true and proper worship. We've been commissioned in the Great Commission to go into all the world making disciples. And the process of that is very clear. Baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching, teaching them to obey his commands. And surely he is with us always. So out of faith, we fill this tank. And if there's anyone in the house today that has not yet been baptized and would like to step in, the word baptism means to be fully immersed. In Romans, it says that when we are baptized, we are baptized with Christ. When we go into the water, it represents when he went into the grave, that we are buried with Christ. When we come up out of the water, it represents his resurrection, and we are resurrected with Christ. So as we worship, if that's you, just come forward. If you're watching or listening online and you'd like to know more about baptism or how you can be baptized, just private message me. I got a private message this week from a young man who said um, they don't have a church right now, but they've been watching us online. And he's been going through a tough time, and he says, the next time you're in Manitoba, Pastor Matt, would you baptize me? I'm coming. I'm coming, Braden, And I'd be honored. It's a blessing to get to do this with you, man. Let's worship God. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.